What's up, you guys? Welcome to this week's episode of God and Government. I had to say it more dramatic that time. I felt like that was good. I'm Pastor Stewart, and as always, I'm with... Pastor Brandon. Happy to be here with you, cats. I see everybody jumping in um, and enjoying the intense music that we have mm. playing this morning. I actually couldn't even hear it. Was there? Was we, it intense, Matt? Was It It was intense. Matt, Producer Matt, Maga Matt, says that it was very intense. We Did, need intense music. The Today. world could use a bit of intense music. Ooh. Some rough jazz. Rough We've got enough jazz. smooth jazz in the world, right, Matt? <laughs> That's it. Some rough jazz. Annie, I don't what I'm scared of what knowing what rough jazz means. Okay. Hey guys. Hey, can I jump in here? Go, um, go ahead and share this post. That's I think exactly um, what I was gonna that's say. That's what you're gonna say. Yeah, sharing is caring. Mm. Sharing is a form of online evangelism. <laughs> That's right. The Bible right. tells us to, right. to go out into the highways and byways of this world to spread the good news. So Facebook is kind of like a, it's a highway. The, it is, of by, course. I'm, don't they call it that? The uh, the information highway. In like 1982, they called yeah, it. Yeah, well, you know, that's <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> the Apostle Paul stood in the uh, marketplace in Athens with his sandwich board. You know, preaching the resurrection. Mm. You know, and that's how you gather a crowd. Yeah. So we are in the marketplace of ideas here on Facebook. Don't yeah. be embarrassed. That's right. Don't be ashamed about controversial things that your pastors say sometimes. Don't be scared. Be embarrassed of your pastors, but don't be embarrassed <laughs> of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, man. Um, what we got going on in the news lately? Anything exciting mm. happening around our area? Well, you know, there is quite a bit going on. But um, today, I want—I—I I didn't want to do what we did yesterday, which was get and get derailed from our uh, our main topic. Topics. Yeah, so <laughs> I decided today what we would do is no news is move into our topic, okay. which is mm. news related, of course. Okay, what do we got? So we Whoa. have a little Sun Tzu for us this morning. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. Yeah, what is the that? Art of Warfare. Ooh. Michael, Matt knows what Sun Tzu is. Sun Tzu is cool among the hipster crowd, is he not? Is it? No. Oh, it's a person. Yeah. It's a person. An ancient warlord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, okay. He wrote the, um, the classic, the oh. rough jazz classic. Dude, we've got the Guillory children listening to the show today. Hey, guys. How cool is that? Oh, Thank man, you, that is Stacey. great. Thank you, training up the next generation. Amen, at, amen. Hey, kids, um, miss you guys. We'll see you at church soon. What, what? The Guillory kids always bring me my bottle of water. Aww. So, you know, I get to see them every Sunday morning. We need a bottle of water. Who's our... We got to make that happen. Yeah, you got to make that happen. Who's it going to be? Yeah, so Sun Tzu taught that one of the most important lessons in warfare is that you have to know thine enemy. Ooh. That's right. Okay, 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 okay. What did uh, Jesus teach us? He said, or Paul, through the Apostle Paul, that we are to demolish arguments. Mm. Of course, our enemy is not other people, Satan is the enemy. Satanic ideologies are the enemy, people are the enemy captives mm. um yeah now of course people are blood, used by the enemy amen sure but we are to engage in demolishing arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we like good crusaders take captive mm. every thought to make it obedient to christ okay we're crusaders we are engaged in a war of ideas Ideas have consequences, and today in America, there is a war, a religious war, a war of worldviews, and it is um, incredibly important for Christians to know the worldview of the world. Okay. And it happens to be the worldview of Netflix, and the worldview of the government, and the worldview of the media, and the worldview of their college that they went to. Could we call it the religion of those things? It is. So we it use is that a re- word it is the re- uh, it is a religion, as mm-hmm. we will see. Mm-hmm. But in common parlance, you know, it's not a denomination. It is more of a just a presupposition. It's just in the eyes of the world. It's just the way things are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's why it's so easy to miss. That's why it's so easy not to notice. Mm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I want to peel back the onion this morning. Okay. I want to deconstruct 
want to try to lay out for our listeners the religion of Marxism so that they might um, be more equipped to fight it Ooh. and to not be corrupted by it. Oh, that's going to be super helpful. Yeah. Super helpful. Yeah. It's so prevalent right now. Yeah. Amen. Let's talk about it. Before we do this, I need to go onto my laptop and turn off my notifications. My pastor <laughs> friends are busy talking about other things. It's Im- they're important things. <laughs> sort of. Remember that day that I got the worst news ever right in the middle of the <laughs> in show? In the middle of the show. I need, I, I need to learn my lesson and, and turn off the Just notifications. Turn That's right. Turn, turn off, off the notifications. All right. Well, these days. Okay. Well, have we mentioned that we're talking about Marxism? Yes. Have we even named the enemy we, yet? We have said it out loud. All right. Marxism. Yes. These days, when you say Marxism, you will be what is called gaslighted. Mm, that's the new buzzword these days. Really? It comes from an Alfred Hitchcock was, movie. Uh, oh, I love that movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, great movie. Um, now, I know of it because it was quoted in a song by Donald Fagan. Which Don't Matt and two other people know. <laughs> True connoisseurs <laughs> of pop know Donald Fagan. Classic uh, song, Gaslighting Abby. Do you know who that is? Okay, he does. He knows he does jazz. He knows know. jazz. Okay. So okay. Um, that's how I know of it. But what it means is basically, <laughs> do what? He knows smooth, smooth and, and rough, rough jazz. jazz. That's right. So to be gaslighted is, real quick, it's... You notice a problem, you go to point it out, and folks do what they can to make you feel like you're crazy. Right? Mm, um, okay, okay. Now, gaslight, everybody, you know, it's a thing these days. It's the buzzword. Okay. Um, you know, if you went back seven, eight years when you pointed out a problem, the buzzword was butthurt. Like if you would be, oh, you're so butthurt, you know, that's, that was the phrase. Like anytime you pointed out a problem, you're like, oh, your own feelings are, are being hurt. Mm-hmm. Another buzzword was like phobia. Oh no, you just have a phobia. You know, the, the new thing is you're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy. I've heard that a Yeah, lot. that's, that's yeah. part of gaslighting. Put your tinfoil hat on. This is not Marxism. Not everybody's a communist. Right. right? So right. when I say Marxism, I'm going to get, you know, get that. Put sure. your tinfoil hat on. Right. But Marxism is alive and well it is a worldview it is a religion it is the worldview of the the um teachers union it is the worldview of the media mm. it is the worldview of um netflix every show i've watched on netflix throughout this entire um government shutdown the worldview is marxist mm. it's marxist and it's atheistic the 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 assumptions the presuppositions are marxist and atheistic um, so it is out there. It is alive and well. And so I, as a pastor, wanting to equip my sheep, ask me if I care if someone thinks I'm crazy. You know, put your tinfoil hat on. Okay, you know, pastor's been fighting these battles for a long time. But we still have to point out the enemy. Even if the enemy is using a very sly tactic called gaslighting. Mm. Now, on the other hand, we don't want to dismiss actual problems with the phrase or the slogan, that's Marxism, shut up. Right? Sure. We don't want to be dismisses, dismissive of actual problems. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, the problems that Marxists point out aren't usually problems. They have a different dictionary. Okay. They have a different ethical system. Okay. Right? They will point out a problem using our lingo, but it's modified, making us think that what they say is what we mean. Right? So... We have to be very, very, very equipped to catch it. I'm seeing it. Right. And when they offer solutions, I assure you, the solutions are evil. They're atheistic, and they're evil, and they're destructive of society. Okay. So um, we don't dismiss things by saying Marxist, Marxist, Marxist. Of course not. But we need to recognize it is a religion out there. It is a very, very powerful underlying presupposition that many, even Christians, have. Okay. Even Christians have. Okay. Um, so today we're going to talk about the religion, the worldview of Marxism. Okay. We're going to learn to know our enemies and uh, deconstruct it with the Word of God, if at all possible. Okay. Or at least compare it with um, our theology. Yeah. So, um, so what is it? Yeah. Well, okay. We're just going to start with the theology of Marxism. Okay. The view of God. Okay. okay. Now, we might need to take several shows to really 
unveil this religion. Sure. Okay? Sure. Um, it's not like you're going to go to a government school and they're going to teach you a class on, here are the tenets of Marxism. They wouldn't do that because everything they do is founded upon it. Hmm. It's subtle. Right? Okay. It's a part of the strategy of the National Educators Association, the teachers unions. Hmm. Right? So you can look that up on Wikipedia if you like, but um, it's not controversial. That's just a well-known fact. So the theology of Marx was atheistic. No God. That's right. So Christianity is theistic. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a God. Islam is theistic, um, but Marxism is atheistic. No God. No God. So in Christianity, there's two realms or two realities, heaven and earth. There's a uh, and create the creator. The creator is distinct from the creation. Okay. There's two. So so Peter Jones, the philosopher, would call this twoism, right? Okay. So theism is twoism. There's a creator and a creation. Okay. In Marx, there is no two. There's only one, the creation. Hmm. Okay. The creation is divine. It's infinite or eternal. Okay. Using Christian words. Got it. Right. Um, he believes that matter is infinite. That material matter. Okay. Nature okay. is infinite and it is eternal. Right? Okay. And he believes that it's not in a static state, Marx taught and Marxism teaches, but that is it always, ever, progressing, evolving. From one stage of societal evolution to the next. That matter is constantly in flux. Uh, the thesis and antithesis constantly working out of um, disequi- disequilibrium and equilibrium back and forth in sort of a struggle that leads towards an undefined progress. Okay. So you can see, you recognize this in Darwin with, sure. with biological species. Okay. Struggle, right? You take the the amoeba that struggles out of the primordial ooze to mm-hmm. evolve into, you know, this or that. Okay. It's all about material, no God, struggling, fighting to evolve to the next level. So Marx takes this Darwinian idea, atheistic Darwinian evolutionary idea, he applies it to societies at large, not just to biological species, okay. but to societies. The societies can evolve, and they evolve through struggle, through class warfare. You know, of course, you know in, the, in Marx, the haves and the have-nots struggle, and what emerges is utopia. Right? Of course, we know at the end of that rainbow is not a, a perfect, egalitarian, equally distributed utopia. It's a concentration camp. Mm. Because at its very foundation, it's irrational. It's atheistic. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't reject the creator and think that you're going to work things out in the creation. Right? So his theology is atheistic. It is idolatrous at its core. It is a worship of man. Okay. Man is supreme. So what do you think that Marxist law is? It's, it's, moral, it's morality from within. Man-centered. Yeah. That's right. Um, his, his view of ethics man-centered mm-hmm. right his view of history and the progress of history man-centered his view of heaven and hell his view of um you know policy it's all humanistic it's all man man-centered there's no god there's no ultimate standard no law like we believe mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. no god so it's all about matter struggling in evolution it's all about the struggle See that right there? It's Mm -hmm. all about the struggle. Mm. That raised fists is Marxism. It is the religion of Marxism. Hmm. It's the it's the oppressed or the have not fighting and struggling out of the primordial ooze to the next higher plane of evolution. Hmm. So the raised fist in the Soviet Union um, in the Bolshevik Revolution, right? And the raised fist of Black Lives Matter. Hmm. It's Marxism. The raised fist that I see promoted on Christians' um, social media pages, they're Marxists. Hmm. They just don't know it, right? Or they do know it. Or they Hmm. think that they can synthesize two different worldviews, which you cannot. Um, For Marx, in the beginning, there is no God. There is only nature, matter, 
matter struggles for progress mm-hmm. through violence, upheaval, one leap forward at a time. Okay. This is sort of their worldview, right? Now, so what do they believe about Christianity? Religion. Okay. So if this is their worldview, all of it is materialistic, all of it is about struggle. Okay. Religion is placed in that oppressor class. Okay. It's all about class struggle. Christianity especially, Jesus, anything that talks about sphere sovereignty like we talk about from the Bible, mm-hmm. jurisdictions, fathers, are you kidding me? Hmm. Right? Fathers, authority, civil magistrates, right? Um, pastors? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Anything that represents the hegemony, right? That's one word. Or the oppressor class. Okay. Or the haves, especially the church, is considered to be intrinsically evil and must be um, overthrown either quickly or slowly in order that society might evolve. That we might reach future utopia. So is that so? It's a utopian type goal. That's where everything's trying to head. So well, who, of course, every religion is to some def- extent. Who defines what utopia is? Like, what is utopia? For them, this? the ideal is equality. That would be a word they use. Okay. Now you see here our, our our naive Christians, who have not been raised with a Christian worldview, are taught these things. When they hear the word equality, they f- have warm fuzzies in their heart. That sounds good, right? Sounds good. Sure. I mean, we're not trying to, you know, screw people over. Because the opposite of equality is somebody who does just that. Somebody Showing who's... partiality or favoritism. Right. This is why it's so important, and I keep driving this point home, to use Bible words. Right? Mm, okay. Because they use words that you think sound wonderful. They do not have the same definition. Mm. For them, equality means the redistribution of inherently evil private property. The overthrowing of the hegemony, those who are um, oppressor class okay. of of um, whoever is in that particular class, right? So for them, equality does not mean equality. Right. They don't think, oh, the church gets to be equal with the state. You get your freedoms. We all have a seat at the table. No. For them, equality literally does not mean equality. Same thing with tolerance, same thing with diversity, same thing with multiculturalism, same thing with racism. It is not what you think when you hear those words. Okay. They have a different religion, right? Different fundamental presuppositions. Different dictionary, different language. Okay. All right, complete. And we're going to unpack some of these things. Folks listening, I hope um, yeah, catching on to this. Not too so many it, questions yet. I think no, they're, no. We're, they're still in the listening and learning phase. Yeah, right yeah. We're, we're getting there. Okay. Listen to what um, uh, Lennon said. He said, we must combat religion. That is the ABCs of Marxism. We must combat religion. You see, Any religion, religion. Religion. Theism. All right. The ultimate goal is atheism. The ultimate goal is an atheistic, equalized, egalitarian, flat, no hierarchical utopia. Right? Religion teaches hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Redeemed, unredeemed, pastors, fathers, civil magistrates, mm. sphere sovereignty, God, law, submission, obedience. All of these things are fundamentally opposed to atheism. Mm. Fundamentally okay. opposed to Darwinian evolution and to Marx's worldview. This is interesting because this is not something. So, you know, we've been pastors for years now. This is not something that's new. Whenever we see somebody who has a problem with the church or with their pastors, ultimately what we've realized is they have a problem with God. They have a problem with the systems Sometimes, that he's yeah. designed, mm-hmm. he's put in place. People raised in a Marxist religion have a fundamental um, sort of suspicion or hatred towards any and all authority, hmm. especially those authorities which represent the hegemony, the oppressor class. Hmm. You will see many people who have a problem with church authority, family authority, right? Hmm. But have zero problems with state authority because they've been indoctrinated by Marxism. Hmm. The mm-hmm. state has to use its authority to equalize things, and then it is believed that in that next stage of evolution, you would no longer need the state. That we would live in peace and utopia. That's interesting because, I mean, the Christian, so the civil authority, the state government was set up whenever 
Noah got off the boat, and God said anybody who... We is, believe God instituted civil authority, that's right. So the same end result for the Christian, like in the new heavens and new earth, oh, well, we don't necessarily need civil authority in that regard anymore. We, we no longer need the restraining of evil, you know, once all evil is done. So yeah, you're right, there, there's, some, there's of course some parallels here, because Marxism is a heresy of Christianity. Mm, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it comes out of Western civilization. It mm. comes out of Christendom. It's a heresy of Christianity, as is Islam. As is New Age Christianity or, you know, the Bethel stuff. These are all versions of Christianity that are heretical. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. listen to what uh, Marx said. Atheism is the condition necessary for civil equality. So when they say equality, part of their definition is the eradication of all theism. All religion, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Religion, they believed, was the opiate of the masses. You've heard that before, right? Yes, I have heard it that. It is a tool of the oppressor class to keep you in your place. It is the white man's religion. You've heard that recently? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is a Marxist belief. Of course, the idea that Christianity is a white man's religion is insane. Mm. It is not a white man's religion, right? right? It condemns all ethnicities and offers redemption to all ethnicities. Mm-hmm. You know, And we don't need to point out that Jesus was a Jew. So, listen carefully. I want to just make this real plain and relevant. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. Mm. They've publicly admitted this. This is fact. The ultimate goal of Black Lives Matter is the total removal of any and all traces of Christianity in Western civilization. Mm. That's their ultimate goal. You cannot be a Marxist and not have that goal. It is one and the same. Christians who are duped by the movement, duped by the propaganda of the movement, they're just dupes, right? Or or Christians who are like, well, you know, they have a point here, they have a point there, they want to dialogue and compromise. There's no compromise with Marxism. Its end goal is your total eradication. You cannot compromise or dialogue with it. Mm. It can only be deconstructed, fought, and engaged with by the Word of God. Mm. Right? Mm. This doesn't mean we throw out the desires for justice. This is what's so cr- right. crazy about their... Right. They think they've cornered the market on justice. Right. How dare they? How dare they take Jesus' words? Right? Mm. You know, in an atheistic worldview, where do they come up with the idea of justice? You see, for justice for them, it means something totally different than for us. Mm. This is why the church has to reclaim its territory has to provide that godly alternative, has to show what the Bible has to say about justice. Hmm. That's, what I, that's what I'm all about. That's what we're all about. That's what this show's all about. Sure. So let's move on to the next subject, the strategy. Oh, man, I want to talk about that other thing some more, but okay, let's go ahead. Let's well, go ahead. Do um, we have 11 folks watching, I think? 11,000. Eight, 18,000, actually. We have 18, maybe, they, maybe I can clarify some things. Maybe I'm um, uh, going over everybody's heads or... No, I so like the thing I think you're going to get to it whenever you start talking about strategy. My my next thought was okay, so we want to engage and provide the right alternatives, but sure. how? Yeah, and, and, it seems and that's like you're this whole there. show is about that okay. for sure, but awesome. uh, not this show, but this podcast. Right. Is everything is about that. But let's listen to the Marxist strategy. The Marxist has a strategy, okay? Their strategy is to capture the heart and soul of all major institutions. Okay. They they call it the march through the institutions. Or they call it capturing the robes of a civilization. You know, the hmm. judges, the legislatures, the pastors, the teachers. Their strategy is to capture education, media, the church, the government. And guess what? They've already done it. Hmm. They have already done it. They've already accomplished their goal as far as capturing the institutions. Okay. The only one that may be remaining is small Christians in small churches that believe in all of Christ and all of life. Mm. I mean, so you think of your typical seminary. To be a professor in a seminary and really get your tenure, almost always they require that you get educated and get get you a Ph.D. at a secular university. Hmm. Well, guess what? Guess what you're going to be learning there? This is their strategy. The strategy is taught by the National Education um, Association, the teachers' unions. The strategy is to teach it in schools. I mean, think of our our government schools. Mm -hmm. Is Christ sovereign in our government schools? No. 
Sovereign meaning like everywhere. No. Sovereign over in charge. His law, his definitions. He's not allowed to even step on the premises. So who's in charge of this place? It's not a neutral place. Mm. It's not like when you dismiss Jesus that now we just live in sort of a neutral sphere. Mm-hmm. No, when Jesus is dismissed, other gods are sitting at the table. Predominantly, it's the god gods of Marxism. Mm. Now, there is secular humanism, which is similar but not precisely like Marxism. We'll get to that maybe in some later shows. Okay. But okay. predominantly, it's Marxism. Okay. Marxism. So, um, media strategies. It's the worldview of all the media. Hmm. When the media shares a story, the headline is Marxist. The The stories they choose... Like, what's an example? Uh, white wealthy couple, um, you know, aims guns at local protesters. Why are they mentioning that they're white and wealthy? Hmm. If, if, if someone's life is at risk, why does it matter that they're white and wealthy? It's because they, they represent the hegemony. They okay. represent that evil class. Okay. Okay. See, all, all of that, the stories they show on the, the particular stories they put out there are to reinforce this class struggle, hmm. okay. to continue to exacerbate this class struggle. This is what they are all about. Hmm. They're not playing by the same rules. They're crusaders. They don't compromise. They have different di- dictionaries. They're fighting. So when we say they, like, are there all the major institutions? Are there secret meetings? Yeah. Well, there's the devil. You know, he's kind of secret. Right. Um, But no, this is their religion. This is their worldview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Progressives, um, overwhelming majority of social service workers, government workers, uh, public school um, elite administrators. Right. You know, um, media, all of that stuff. It is dominated by. Cultural Marxists, but or progressives. But what I'm what I'm getting at is, we talked about this. I don't remember if we talked about it yesterday. Maybe it was the day before. Whenever we were off the air. But the idea, like some people will hear us say they are, and their interpretation is that we think that there's a dark room somewhere that's run by the Illuminati that are all Marxists. Yeah, that's all part like of the that. gaslighting. Uh, put your tinfoil hats on. Right. Conspiracy theorists. If someone wants to be naive, if someone wants to continue to shill for the enemy, hey. Jesus is their ultimate judge, not me. I'm just the watchman. I'm the watchman on the walls, pointing out an oncoming threat. If you don't want to listen to the trumpet when it's blown, don't listen. Um, but 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 I'm going to blow the trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> so no, there's not some clandestine little you know you know George Soros. There's the devil, right? And his minions. And he is actually working and moving. Like we, it says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but there are powers. Powers, and there are principalities amen. at work. You don't reject Jesus and, and think that demons don't fill his spot. Mm. I mean, you know, he, there's no neutral space. Mm. Um, now, they might, the, the people who run institutions, culture-making institutions, art, media, science, all of the major institutions which Marxists intentionally went out to capture, right? It's called the March Through the Institutions. Google it. Capture the robes. Google it. It's their strategy. Mm-hmm. To continue to indoctrinate the next generation in this new worldview. Not every single individual has been successfully indoctrinated. Not every single individual has a fully fleshed out Marxist theology and worldview. Mm -hmm. They have synthesized versions. They have like a Christian light Marxism. Okay. They have, it's called liberation theology. I mean, you can, I could go right now to churches, websites from Acadiana we could press play on their pastor's sermons, and I could show you that's liberation theology. It is an attempt at synthesizing Marxism with Christianity. Okay. They don't know it. They were educated in government schools. They can't identify it, right? And they propagate it to their, to their people. That church has been captured by Marxism. You understand what I mean? That influencer, that pastor, will get a pass when things get difficult, mm-hmm. right? In the Soviet Union, only churches that remained faithful to the party were allowed to continue. All the others were driven into the wilderness. I think that's, we heard a lot of similar things going on in China. Of course, absolutely. Now, how would you, let me ask you this, how would you signal that you're down with the struggle? Don't shut us down, we're down with the struggle. How would you signal it? You don't have to answer that question, but if you think real carefully... 
you can. How would you signal? How would you let those who are who are powerful cultural influencers who control public policy, the legislative branch, the executive branch, the education systems, how would you let them know, hey, I'm down with the struggle? There would be certain things you could do and say to signal your allegiance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, hire a uh, lesbian uh, bishop. That'll do it. Okay. Because you you don't believe in hierarchy. You don't believe in roles. You don't believe in sphere sovereignty. You okay. don't believe in the Bible. You believe in egalitarianism. That signals that you're down with the struggle. Right? There's a million ways you could go about doing it. Sure. But it's the churches that hold fast to sphere sovereignty, male headship, right? No partiality, whether you're black or white, rich or poor, no partiality, no favoritism for you. God's law, God's standard of justice, the Bible's dictionary, those are the churches that, if this cultural moment increases, will lose their freedom increasingly. I mean, think about the government shutdown. Protests in the streets. Right? Black Lives Matter protesting all over this nation. Mm -hmm. Tearing down statues. Who's arrested? A pastor. Pastors are arrested. Now, granted, some of the pastors that were arrested were a little off their, you know, but that's all part of the cultural gaslighting. That's all part of a, hey, look, Christians, you're a bunch of loons, right? Hmm. Everyone's allowed to riot. Churches aren't allowed to worship. They're the ones that are arrested and made a public mockery and a spectacle of, and Christians tar and feather them. Look, we're being swept up in this. This is why I said not too long ago that the church is being punked. The church doesn't understand this moment. The church sent their kids to government schools, and all the kids have government minds. They have Marxist minds. And here I am, the Looney Tune with the tinfoil hat, trying to deconstruct all of this and peel back the onion. I feel sorry for people that have to listen to me sometimes, right? <laughs> all right. Um, Dostoevsky said it like this. The problem of communism is not an economic problem. Right? Now, that's a problem, sure, indeed. The problem of communism is the problem of atheism. Everything stems from that. That's the seed of its destruction. Mm -hmm. right? So, listen, when you compromise with it, when you allow your children to be indoctrinated in it, at the end of this rainbow, this pride flag rainbow, is not a pot of gold equally distributed. It's not. It's a concentration camp. For biblical Christians. Hmm. That's the end of this. That's where this could all lead if there is not some form of revival and reformation. Hmm. That is precisely where it led in other nations in the West not that long ago. Right? How about that, Pastor Matt? Or MAGA Matt? Well, I just promoted you. <laughs> <laughs> he just got You're a not new ready for that job. one yet. Look. So, before we move on to our next topic of ethics, Ooh. because I think that's going to help people. Ethics, with um, an X. Let's field some questions. Let's look at comments. Or is everybody just sitting there with the hair blown back? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks like we got some grateful engagement. Not a lot, No questions, but a few folks Christy are... Christy is saying thank you. She well, you're welcome, you. Christy. Thanks, Thanks for the Christy. encouragement. Aww. Thanks for the encouragement. She's so nice. If you're actively listening right now, do me a favor and hit those reaction buttons for me so I can see how many folks are really in the field. Yeah, come on. Let's look, give us some encouragement. <laughs> We're out here on the end of the uh, the plank. <laughs> Out here on the For end of the real. plank. Oh, man. You know, I want to shout out to though. all my teachers from back in the day at Westminster Christian Academy where they taught me apologetics and worldview. Um, man, what a foundation to have as a young child um, to be taught by solid, godly men, apologetics, worldview, biblical ethics. Those are the subjects I took in high school. I was learning this stuff back in high school. When I wanted to prepare for this show, I whipped out one of my old high school books. Nice. See, so I'm, I'm so I'm so happy, I'm so grateful that my parents, um, even with limited understanding as baby Christians in Acadiana, with uh, with hardly you know any f influence of Christianity on them, uh, thought you know what we should sacrifice whatever it takes to to make sure our our son has a Christian education. Hmm. So thankful about this because that's where the seeds of all of this was sown. You know, I can remember I, I went off to a public university where I was taught secular humanism. 
Um, I, I, I wasn't taught Marxism per se. Mm-hmm. I was taught, in some political philosophy courses, I was taught Marxism. But in most of them, I was taught a form of secular humanism. Mm-hmm. In particular, uh, Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand's philosophy. Hmm. And um, I remember I went back to my high school. This was a pivotal moment in my life. Went back to my high school, and I was in the lobby. I had a, a relationship with my school as an alumni. I, I worked there in the summers doing maintenance and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was in the lobby, and I ran into my old. Um, I think he taught me a worldview. Worldview or uh, great books or apologetics. I can't remember which one. But I told him, I was like, hey, you know, I just finished Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. Amazing. And I was trying to get some props, you know. I was like, hey, you know. I read this book. I read this book. Like the first book I ever finished. (laughs) And he said, well, that's great if you're a secular humanist. And I was like, it was like a... Like, you know. (laughs) Like, not like a a bursted balloon. It was like a knifed tire, right? (laughs) And I just was like, I did not have a clue what he meant. I was like... Whoa, what? See, I was in totally indoctrinated in uh, at University of Louisiana there in Lafayette mm. in my political ph- philosophy courses. I was totally indoctrinated. I, I was like being, um, I was becoming an apostate. And I just remember he just like with that one comment checked me. Mm. So grateful for that. Mm. So grateful for the seeds that he and other teachers sown and how they came to be later on in life. But um, that's one of the reasons why we at Christchurch have such a passion for Christian education, Christ sure. integrated education in all of life, because we're doing battle with this sort of stuff. Amen. We don't want our kids to be apostates, right? Amen. Or dupes, right? Right. Right. So, the ethics, right and wrong, good and bad. Seems like it's just simple majority, right? Whoever's strongest, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Might well, makes right. Not exactly. Not exactly. Because no? sometimes the minority could have it right. Here's the, here's the thing. It's relative, of course. There's no God. Okay. Right? Which is interesting how an atheist is like, justice. Like, what are you talking about, dude? There's no God. Hmm. Right? You know, fairness. There's no God. What are you talking about? You know, nature's red and tooth and claw. You, you think gazelles out there on the, on the Serengeti are, you know, scratching their heads over just treatment of the, of the, uh, of the other animals? Hmm. You know, we don't, you don't. You don't uh, scold monkeys for not sharing. Hey, guys, equal distribution. You know, this is w- these things do not emerge from nature. Mm-hmm. They emerge. They come from the Bible. That's why this is a heresy. They take they take the foundation of Jesus and his terms, distort them and twist them like the devil, and then force feed them to Christians' kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So listen, their morality. There's no God. There's only struggle. Okay. There's okay. only struggle for progress. The have-nots over the haves. Okay. It's it's a class morality. It's not an individual morality. It's all class. It depends the class you're in. Okay. And whatever pr- contributes to the have-not class mm-hmm. overthrowing the have class is good, and whatever is against that is bad. That's basically their ethical system. Okay. So it's re- relative. It's pragmatic, and it's class-based. So this is why you hear things like um, people saying you can't be racist if you're black. You say, what did, does not compute, does not compute. The Bible teaches everyone to not show racial partiality. Mm-hmm. But they don't believe you can. It's because they have a different ethical system. Mm-hmm. It's class morality. Right. Depending on your class determines your ethics. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is why I say racial partiality and not racism. Because okay. they've kind of like captured that term. Mm-hmm. So I want to say racial partiality so as to help people see the biblical standard. Yeah. You uh, see what I mean? That is helpful. Yeah. Because ra- racism means so much well, right now. It means the what heck? they mean. Class struggle. Whatever advances the class is good. Whatever doesn't is racist. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the term white, it doesn't mean what you think. Like, we all, you sitting in this room, people listening, you think white means white. It don't mean white. Black doesn't mean black. We're not talking about African-Americans and Caucasian-Americans. We're talking, when they use these terms, they mean a class. They, they mean white as it represents the hegemony of oppression mm-hmm. over the, those who struggle. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, let me think of it another way. Um, this is why they will often say people of color. 
right? Instead of saying, you know, police brutality of young black males, they will say people of color because they are talking about a class of people in a particular, in a have not state. Mm. There's no, there's no one is arguing that there is a uh, police brutality issue of young Asians. That's not the issue. That's not what we're talking about. Mm. It, it, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Right. It, right. So this is one of the things they do. Um, when Joe Biden said, if you don't vote Democrat, you ain't black. You see what's going on in his mind. It's because Democrat represents the struggle, redistribution, socialism, advancing over the property owners and the haves. Hmm. And that is what it means to be black in his mind. Mm -hmm. He has a Marxist religion, a Marxist worldview. Mm -hmm. Everything is turned on its head. It's weird, isn't it? Sure. Right? Um, this is why rioters aren't rebuked, but pastors are arrested. This is fundamentally why. This is why on the news media will completely tar and feather a pastor, right, for his protest, mm -hmm. the original protest, but rioters are given a free pass because it's all about if it's down with the struggle, it's good. If it's not, it's bad. And you had better signal your allegiance to the struggle or you are bad. Mm. You're unjust, in fact. You're unjust. You are a part of the problem, as they say. Isn't that what they say? Right. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that much. <laughs> Matt knows. <laughs> Matt knows. Right? So the goal of all of this, of course, is a classless society. No spheres. No roles. Mm -hmm. No dads. See, dads are a huge threat. No, I see. Huge threat. That was one of the things that really interested me. So somebody told me, it was Matt, that uh, he was he brought it up to me in conversation one day. He said, man, you know, on the um, Black Lives Matter, the organization, their website, it actually says that we are, one of their goals is to disrupt the traditional nuclear family. It says it. And I was blown away by that That's whenever right. I saw See, it. See, the family in their mind is a social construct used by the oppressor class to keep people in their place, to keep women in particular in their place. Hmm. Right? Abortion is seen as a civil right. Why? Because babies keep women from being on the same plane as men in the business sphere. Hmm. So abortion becomes a right. Hmm. See, the whole, the whole system is completely different than the way we think. It, it is a different language and a oh, different religion. It's very helpful, though. Yes, yes. Um, anyone who represents the hierarchy, pastor, cop. Did you see recently on the news this uh, young white lady um, excoriating these two black police officers? No. Yeah, she, was, she was just railing against them, and she was using the N-word. I was like, what in the world? What is going on here? And, and people were rebuking her who weren't a part of this movement. And she says, I am white. I am racist. I am an oppressor. And I'm doing my part to stand against this. And what's her part? Fighting the system. Which in that case happened to be two black police officers. She said they are police officers. They represent the system. You see, it's, all, it's not what naive, simple Christians. And bless their heart. Bless their heart, Magamat. Right? <laughs> They mean so well. They just don't want their friends to think that they're, you know, racist or a bigot or have a phobia. And they certainly don't want them to think that they have a tinfoil hat on. You know, bless their heart. But that's, listen, we've got to, we've, Christ is on the throne. It's time to man up. Right. Time to man up. It's, it, it's time to um, put on your big boy pants. Right. Time to grow up. Yes, isn't that, isn't that silly, though? Isn't that funny? Um, Uh-oh, did we just lose our feed? Are we running? Oh, still running. Oh, they, they got us. They got us. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm locked up. Sorry. I'm locked up, but we're, we can right. keep going. We are almost done. How does Stalin and Mao kill millions of people? It's because of their ethical system. Whatever promotes the struggle is fine. Whatever promotes the whatever struggle. leads to this materialistic overthrow, this this lesser class overthrowing with leaps the higher class, the property owners, right? Mm. 
mm-hmm. um, is good. You see, for them, private property is inherently bad. This is why you'll see certain Christian activists on Facebook here in Acadiana talk about private property as being bad. Mm-hmm. And that we should, the government should have it all, right? Um, because in Marxism, private property immediately distinguishes the haves and the have-nots. So God giving you property and not another person puts you in a different class. Already it's a problem. Hmm. So the equality means removing that. A lot of the talks about reparations is Marxist. It's just all about this. A lot of the talks about how white men stole all this land and it's not there. It, this is all a part of this, this um, private property war. Or not all of it, but a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Bible teaches thou shalt not steal. It assumes private property given to you as a human to, to exercise the dominion mandate in God's image faithfully as a good steward. Right? They're at, totally at war with this. Totally at war. <coughs> they have no legal principles, any laws they pass. It just depends on whether or not it is down with the struggle. That's what makes it a good law or a just law. That's what they mean when they say just. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So maybe everybody's starting to get the motif of this. Mm-hmm. Socialist law is not the same as biblical law. Social justice when I use it as a technical term, is not the same thing as biblical justice. It's a different dictionary, different right and wrong system, a totally different ethical system, okay? Mm-hmm. A totally different design for a society, right? Um, so when we at Christ Church say the Bible contains a law that society should follow, we are saying, we are implying that society should not follow the proletariat law or the socialist law. Right? When, when we say that we are to honor private property and we teach roles in marriage and society and spheres of jurisdiction, right? And mm-hmm. Jesus on the throne, all of this is engaging against the ideology of Marxism. It's not like I'm just starting to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm just trying to help people deconstruct this moment. Right? This is constantly what we are fighting with. Now, mm-hmm. Marxism isn't the only religious threat. Secular humanism, which is close, yeah. right, is also a threat. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But Marxism is in, you know, in the news these days. So, all right. Well, do you want to do a little test, see if people were paying attention? We could do a little test. Everybody's, everybody's in. Sorry, I just got my computer pulled back up. It, Are we it, good? It locked up on me, but we're good. Yeah, yeah mine, mine looks locked up, too, I think. Um, but here's a little test. Maybe if, um, if people are listening, based on everything you've learned, what does tolerance mean? Define tolerance. Based on what? Based everything on we've learned. Everything we've talked their about Their worldview and the way they think when they say be tolerant, what do they mean? They mean be tolerant of anything that pushes the struggle. Be hmm. tolerant of lesbianism, sodomy, anything that destroys the family unit. Be tolerant of any of these beliefs of this nature. The one thing that cannot be tolerated is biblical law. The one thing that will not be tolerated is Jesus. It can't be. Hmm. The ultimate goal of Marxist theology is atheism it's atheism the two cannot coexist hmm. right that brings up the coexist bumper sticker sure right i was just thinking about that <laughs> you have all of them in there but the i the i represents secular humanism and the i assumes the preeminent spot see the only way these things coexist is if they're all reinterpreted according to the statutes of the i in the coexist bumper sticker. Mm. They do not, they cannot, and no one of any of those religions would say, yeah, we can coexist, we're pretty much the same thing. No, that is a complete, that is a secular humanist bumper sticker. All right. um, what does the word diversity mean in their worldview? It means make place for the struggle, for any sort of thing like this, right? It, what does um, multiculturalism mean? It means... Anything that's not representing a, 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 a residue of Christendom in Western civilization. Like, the, all the terms are different. 
All the terms are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to be about, as Christians, learning what the Bible says and what it says to the public sphere. Amen? Yep, that's what we got to be about. Um, we have got to join the crusade. There cannot be any compromise with this. Um, we have to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Yeah, amen, Pastor Stewart. I know amen. we had some computer problems, some technological technological no, problems. We're back. We're feeling but, um, good. But I, I think folks are listening and paying attention, and I know people will download this later. But, um, yeah, send in some questions and some emails. That's all I have to say on the notes. Yeah. Um, maybe we can chop it up and... I'm looking to see if Ask anybody's got some things. questions. It doesn't look like anybody does. I, I think maybe some folks got their hair still hanging out behind their head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's they'll, okay. They'll be all right. They'll make it. If you guys do have questions, you're more than welcome to ask those in the comments. Uh, you can send them in to me, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at wearechristchurch.com, and we'll be happy to answer those questions whenever we can. Yeah, let me make a big qualifier. Go. Qualifier. This does not mean that I'm a Republican. Don't even start with that. Don't even start with that. Look, if, if let's clap. debate, let's debate, let's dialogue, but don't, don't play dirty, right? Mm. Don't hit below the belt. Don't start attributing things, all right? Jesus's law is over all parties, all right? Mm. There's words for what I might be, but it's not that one. Okay. <laughs> we may not want to hear the words that people want to call me, right? <laughs> now, maybe we'll, maybe you see maybe we will try and deconstruct the religion of the Republican Party in later shows. I mm. think it's going to be closer to secular humanism than Marxism. Mm. I do think that much of what is happening in the world now are the various tribes of the kingdom of Satan making war with one another, mm. right? Okay. Um, but and, and I do believe the ultimate end will be the advancement of the kingdom of heaven, right? You know, as Rome crumbled and broke apart into civil wars, what emerged, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But the Christian church spread all over the empire and then all over the world. I, I think that's the future. But no, this doesn't mean I'm a Republican. God forbid. Sure. You know? And I'm certainly not a Democrat. I just spent the entire time um, deconstructing their worldview, right? Sure. Um, and this doesn't mean that, that I'm not for justice, but hey, um, biblical justice, yeah. right? biblical equality, biblical diversity, all those words they stole from the Bible, it's time for us to say, no, 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 you don't get to, you're an atheist, we'll take that back, hmm. right? You're an atheist, you go into nature and try to find your ethical system, we're going to take all those things back. Hmm. We've got to. Christians got to do this. Church has got to do it. So, Absolutely. man, I'm glad people listened. Um, glad people are tuning in. And uh, I hope this is beneficial for everyone. Absolutely. Guys, thanks yeah. so much for joining with us. Again, if you've got questions, you can email me, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at wearechristchurch.com. We'd be happy to answer any of those questions that you would have. You can find more podcasts like this. You can go to sermonaudio.com and search We Are Christ Church, one word. You can go to any podcast platform that you can download on your phone or on your computer and search We Are Christ Church, all one word. You can also go to wearechristchurch.com slash media and see all kinds of great resources that we would love for you to have in your podcast pockets. In the meantime, and until next time, this is Pastor Stewart and Pastor Pastor Brandon Brandon. saying goodbye. Goodbye. Have a great day.